Absolute Rally, powered by the Kielder Works team. Cordless tools tailored for the world of motorsport. Hello everyone, welcome to Absolute Rally, episode eight, season twenty-three. Um, we've got a little bit of a little, little bit of a, an announcement, so to speak. We're off next week. We're having a holiday. It's a it's a holiday in our normal season, just so you understand. Um, so just want to make it clear that we're off next week. We're on archaeologies. We're going the sun. We're going the seaside with our bucket and spades. Uh, me and Ryan. No, we're not going on holiday together. I'll be right. No, 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 we're not going. Uh, you, you are going to Wales, aren't you? Uh, I'm uh, kind of. I'm going no. to a couple of places. I might be in Wales next week as well. You're always in Wales, though. Yeah, I know, and it'll not be at the seaside. It'll be in a dusty forest. But uh, hey ho. Which part of which 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 this dusty forest? Can you say it, it? It will be Walters Arena next week. Oh, okay. It's like a tour, isn't it? I, I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then back to Sweetland the following week. <laughs> Brilliant. Are, are you in a Are you in a Porsche again by any yeah, chance? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So still still really busy with uh, safari preparation. With uh, I, I'm not sure if we talked about it, but I think we did with Richard a few weeks ago. But yeah, with 16, possibly 17 entries going, we've got. Lots of testing, lots of car shakedowns because the, the, the cars ship out. Some of the cars ship out quite soon. Uh, some drivers are relatively inexperienced, so um, lots of drivers getting more mileage. And uh, maybe some celebrity drivers making an appearance in a few weeks. So uh, I'll talk about that as and when uh, as and when I can. Okay. All right. Well, we won't say, we won't say any more. We won't say any more on that. Um, listen, a couple of things. We're going to talk Safari this week um, because, obviously, you've got a little bit of experience. You've also got some quite good contacts out there. So... We, we, we've got a guest coming up very, very shortly who we're going to introduce. Uh, but just a couple of things I just wanted to mention that have come out today as we record this, because we're recording very late this week. I do apologise. There's been various things going on. Um, we are recording a little bit later this week, so we are going to get the pod um, Friday afternoon, which and we're actually recording Friday morning. So that's how fast this one's being turned around. Um, so, so yeah. So um, basically, uh, I'm really, really excited by this one because uh, our own John Armstrong is actually out on um, Poland this weekend, the ERC round in a Rally 3 car. We're going to have uh, a pre-record we did with him coming up a little bit later on, and we recorded that much earlier in the week, so even before Shakedown and everything else. So I hope you can enjoy it for what it is. It was one of those flying conversations we had um, as he was touching down in Poland. So um, it will be out of kind of context a little bit because obviously the event's already started, but uh, it's always great to get John on, and uh, he's really, really excited. But this Rally 3 Fiesta Ryan champion, I'll give you full title. Another announcement today that friend of the show, if two friends of the show to be fair, and if two friends of your family and I suppose to some degree man, um, Seb Marshall is back uh, in WRC in a Rally 3 Fiesta with an old friend of all of ours, Molly Taylor. Yeah, yeah, great news that that, uh, that Molly's got three three WRC rallies as well. So obviously Molly's been um, busy in Australia really in in you know in recent years so we haven't seen her much on the international stage if you like but she's doing estonia acropolis and finland in a, in a rally three fiesta so that, that's great news really exciting and yeah like you said there's a few rally three cars out this weekend in poland i see there's also a few entered in uh, in kenya as well for the safari rally uh, i must just mention just to clarify that i'm talking about preparations my preparations are for the classic safari which is in november not the one in two weeks time uh, or else the shipping would have to be very quick wouldn't it but um, 
Uh, yeah, so so Rally Three um, certainly in terms of the Fiesta is is taking off. We yet to see uh, any other manufacturers commit to that, but um, you know it's going to be great to see the cars out there and, and see what they're like. Very much so. Very much so. Listen, while all this is fresh in your mind, before we get into other stuff, as I say, we want to get uh, somebody on from Safari, and we're we're, we're going to we're going to go to a little break shortly, and we're going to come back with friend of yours, Ryan Champion. Uh, yeah, uh, so Raju Shagger. Uh, is the uh, clerk of the course for the the classic safari rally so um he has to look after and is still well maybe just finished wrecking the 5000 kilometer route for the classic safari but he's also the assistant clerk of the course for wrc safari um and he certainly knows the the roads very very well actually some of the some of the um some of the stages and certainly the areas are used on on both events and uh, it's not so far from from where he lives so we want to get a real insight into what wrc safari is going to be about we know we're going to see a rally in africa uh, we know we're going to see spectacular wrc cars back in africa but you know what can we expect from the stages we know we're not going to see um in the river crossings that we saw in the past and the big mud holes and uh the really rough sections because the, you know these these cars are normal gravel cars and it and it within reason it has to be a normal gravel rally to fit into the world championship nowadays so you know with that in mind what can we expect to see i think it'd be quite interesting i think so i did you i'm not this isn't a test but do you, do you listen to the chat we had with rich milner last week I haven't yet, no. I can highly recommend it because some of the things that we talked about was um, whether the WRC1 cars are now too fragile and stuff like that. And he addresses Safari. It's really quite interesting. So uh, our listeners have listened. You just haven't. I must catch up. We'll be back after this break, uh, as I say, with a man with an insight on not only the classic, but also what we've got coming up in the next round of WRC. This is Absolute Rally. Absolute Rally continues to be partnered by the Kielder Works team, who remain fully committed to the sport and are pioneers of the latest technology. Kielder cordless tools are tailored for all forms of competitive action. Go back to the future with the Kielder Works team. Well, welcome back to Absolute Rally. I'm, that's the first time I think Tony Simpson has ever let me say welcome back. But we have a, a special guest who we've just uh, done a little chat about at the, the top of the show. We want to get a real insight into what the WRC Safari Rally is all about because we've all seen the, the classic images of uh, the, the long-distance rallies of the past. We know this one is going to be a little bit different. So who better to get them to talk about it than the assistant clerk of the course, Raju Shaga. Well. Welcome to Absolute Rally. Hello, folks. How are you? Oh, we're very good. We're very good. We're, we're pleased to have you because we want you to tell us all about this wonderful rally. I mean, I guess, firstly, we, we've seen the, the hype um, from, you know, yourselves, rally organisers and uh, spectators, fans in, in Kenya. I mean, there's a real excitement, first of all, about Safari coming back to, uh, to the WRC, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, unbelievable. It's 19 years since we last had a WRC event in the country, and uh, it's taken possibly five to six years, you know, to get everything uh, uh, in line to, you know, meet all the criteria of the promoter of FIA. You know, there's been a lot of back and forth, uh, individual officials getting certified into international standards. It's been a constant, constant improvement ever since the the notion was made that we need to try and make an attempt and come back 
with the WRC2, you know, a lot of people say where rallying is at its best in Africa. Well, I mean, I, has, as you know, have a little experience of Africa now, and I have to say I'm really excited to see it back. But you've, you've had huge support from the government as well, haven't you, to make this happen? Yeah, it's been it's been a government agenda. Um, uh, the, the, the the president uh, completely fully endorsed all all support from government, from Ministry of Sport, from uh, Ministry of Tourism. Um, if you've suddenly seen, all of a sudden we have all these huge corporates coming on board in some way or the other, either. Uh, sponsoring or endorsing a rally local car or, you know, joining on to a bigger team. It's, it's one big show. Everyone wants to be out there in the limelight. They want their brand to be seen. And uh, yeah, let's see how it goes. I think it's going to be quite special, something uniquely different for all these uh, new, new drivers that are in the WRC championship. So I guess the key thing is is what can we expect? I mean, as we know, it's not the, the long distance open road event of the past. It can't be to fit in modern WRC. But we've got 18 stages uh, based around the, the Naivasha area. Uh, tell us what we're going to see. OK, so, yeah, um, none of the uh, typical open roads like we used to race back in the day or how we race in the classic rally. Um, but, yeah, it's all private private ranch, uh, private land conservancy, um, and it's on volcano terrain. Uh, there's a lot of uh, volcano lava rock hidden in corners. The soil is very soft and, and it can deteriorate quite considerably. Um, and then the other curveball is that uh, when you get when it rains and it, there's a high probability we might get rain on Saturday, the conditions completely change. I, it, it's absolutely impossible to drive on that on the on those stages in heavy rainstorm. But yeah, it, you know Africa is Africa. You you can get a really decent road, and then you can rally on something that's maybe a a goat trail with two grass tracks. Uh, it is fantastic. You know, these guys will enjoy it. I think they're a bit apprehensive, but I think the technology in WRC has changed so much. I think WRC cars will, will, be, will be doing quite something. I think they'll be okay in this one. So I guess two questions spring to mind there just from, from what you've talked about. So it's, it's quite a soft surface. Um, it, what are we going to see second time through then? Will, will we see very rutted corners second time past? The stages. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, whatever they've wrecked and done on the first first loop will be completely different on the second loop round, hundred percent. And and you mentioned the rain there. Um, you know, it, uh, it, it it can make the the stages incredibly slippery, as uh, as you've just said. Um, what about if it rains? Then are we are we likely to see maybe not mud holes as such, but we're certainly going to see wet sections, are we? If we if we get some rain. Yeah, so for example, um, I will pick on the stage uh, in Soisambu. There's three stages in the Soisambu Conservancy, namely Elementaita, Soisambu, and Sleeping Warrior. Sleeping Warrior is the one they all must really be careful because it is twisty track through some very narrow bushy area and places where there is uh, black cotton soil, which 
you Ryan will know about. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember the black cotton. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and so just it, just to just to come in there for for anybody not listening, when you see black cotton, it's fine if it's dry. When it's wet, you wonder what on earth has just happened because all you've done is just drive onto a surface that looks slightly darker, but has no grip whatsoever. So go on, you tell us about it. Yeah. So and then there's two types of black cotton. Obviously, the one that's wet. And then there's the other deceiving one where the top layer dries up, but underneath is still very, very soft. So, yeah. And Sleeping Warrior is, for me, um, the the stage that would um, change the leaderboard because it'll have a lot of water standing. And with the traction systems these cars use, they'll, rot, they'll literally dig into the soil so much it will be difficult it will be a challenge, 100%. So uh, this could be maybe more of a a difficult rally than we're expecting. I mean, I think we were all maybe thinking that it might just look a little bit like a a gravel rally, but in Kenya, but it it could be a proper challenge. Certainly it will be a challenge. Um, The rain is pivotal for this rally. If it doesn't rain, it's going to be extremely, extremely dusty. And if it rains, then you know what? It's the local boys that have the upper hand because the likes of uh, Flash Tundo and Boldy uh, Boldy Chugga, these guys are very, very good in mud, muddy conditions. But again, they've never raced against a WRC car. There's no idea of the skill set or the gap between WRC standard car and the R5s they're going to use. So I suppose shakedown and day one of the rally will put or give more clarity to how far or how close the local the local Africans are to WRC drivers. If if I can just jump in, I, can I ask with regards to obviously we, we you and Ryan we were talking obviously about the route to begin with, how much as, as a compromise to the route has have to be made um, from from what was going to happen originally, obviously. You know, because the original route obviously was pre-COVID and everything else. How much compromise has actually had to be found now? Well, uh, Tony, basically going back to when we did the candidate event in 2019, we ran the circuit as we would assume we would have run it in 2020 uh, pre-COVID conditions. Um, obviously, now uh, COVID happened, rally got cancelled. It basically gave the organizers the valuable time to reassess and sort of, you know, make the roads a little bit more durable because the end of the day, uh, you know, sense has to prevail. Yes, the, the tracks are going to get rutted, but up to what level or what, what's our baseline to assume that it's so badly rutted we can't run it a second time? So to avoid those scenarios, a lot of work has been put in by ministry. Uh, certain areas where, where degradation was uh, imminent and you could tell it would be really bad have been worked on and certain areas have been left natural so that, you know, there's that natural element of, of the stage itself. So, uh, yeah, it, it, we, I think we're going to get through this okay. Uh, it should be fine. Degradation or no degradation, the track will, will survive fairly, fairly good. Are you guys there? I'm guessing the the excitement of um, the the guys who maybe you know 
weren't around the last time it was there as a, as a WRC event and having this whole um, whole circus arrive. Just what's the feeling with the people knowing that, I suppose, the big show's coming to town? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, each and every one of us officials are inundated with uh, messages. WhatsApp groups have been created, all asking, where can we watch the rally? But, you know, with WRC, everything is, is a different format completely. It's not where locals were used to just packing their car, getting out into the stage, driving into it and parking up and, you know, having a field day about it. It's now introducing restricted spectator zones, you know, arrive and park, walk to the stage, etc. Something new to the country. Um, I can't be sure how it will go, but it, you know what? I think they're so excited. They'll all be pretty happy to do as instructed by the senior security officials of the rally. One thing that did come up last week, right? We had, um, we had Rich Milner on with us, of course, team principal from M Sport. And we were talking about obviously what had just happened on Portugal. Um, you know, four WRC cars finishing without having to go to Super Rally or Rally 2, whatever, whatever it's called these days. But I think everybody knows what I'm talking about anyway. Um, yeah. and the questions were kind of being posed around social media before we, we put out last week's pod was, um, you know, at, are, are the Rally 1 cars now, as we call them, are, are they not quite as strong as as what we thought? And how is that going to affect things, you know, come the next challenge, which, of course, is Safari? And, and you know, Rich kind of broke it down quite quite categorically of, you know, of, of driver errors and, and, and things like that. And, of course, as you've correctly pointed out, the surfaces are not what we remember of going through the big water splashes and things like that. But what's the general consensus over there of, of, of you know, having seen what's gone on in the last couple of gravel rallies, are we still thinking yeah. that perhaps Safari could be a bit of a car eater? Um, it's always had that reputation. Um, like I said, the organisers are not wanting it to be uh, no WRC1 finisher. It would just not work out. My, You see, my personal view on this uh, attrition rate in the Port- Rally Portugal Um the way these these guys are driving, they're just driving absolutely on the limit, you know. Um, and and Portugal was served as a perfect example that over a rocky surface, you you cannot you cannot come with that attitude to Africa. You you will get punished. So I think Portugal was a perfect example or a a wake up call for these for these WRC one drivers. And I'm pretty certain they're going to come back with <laughs> probably a little bit of uh, care in their notes uh, and probably have less retires or super rally starters. I think Portugal has, has played its part to make safari, um, to respect safari is the right word. I, I think it's a, an interesting point. Raju, because these these drivers don't know any other way to drive. They've never driven any other way for for a long, long time in WRC, and such is the the competition. You know, these guys are fighting for tenths, so uh, that'll be really interesting if if they have to start thinking about strategy, won't it? It it certainly will. Um, a key key here in in Africa, or rather Kenya, would be your start position. Um, the higher up you are, the the better and more clear a road you'll get. Okay, the downside to that is you've got the wildlife game element that is also going to play a role. It's it's fairly fluid. Um, yes, my personal view: the the better your qualifying, the the better your your position on the road will will, will really help you a lot. 
over the next few days. And uh, do you think there's going to be any any dust issues? Will that uh, come up across the weekend? Well, Ryan, we ran, we did the ARC in in both wet and dry conditions. Um, it seemed fairly okay. Um, I've I've got experience on soy sambu under extremely dry conditions. Uh, a completely different championship. I'm talking cross country rally, rally rate cars and bikes and stuff. And we we ran two minute intervals there. Um, never had a problem. It it just seems to settle down fairly quickly. So yeah, I think it'll be okay. So um, tell us a, a little bit more about maybe the the terrain, Whitney. Actually, so you've talked about the the uh, the surface, but but kick us off with the the spectator stage. Um, what what are the current uh, what's the current COVID situation in Kenya around the spectator stage? Will we see fans there, for example? Yeah. So now. Um, the entire rally route has very strict guidelines on COVID. Um, for example, and all, all people involved with the rally have, first of all, I think we're all, all double vaccinated anyway, but we all have to get through the PCR negative test, which is 96 hours prior. And then the service park area is an up, it's a high density zone. There, unless you are registered with the wristband, you cannot, you cannot come in. So, out on the stages, um, the safety team for the rally have obviously spent a lot of time choosing locations along the route, which are big enough to host up to 3,000, 5,000 people. And uh, the general security detailing around that area is, is really well set up that you, you, you can only go in there and you can't filter into any of the other parts of the of the stages like for myself i mean i know that area i've been i've been organizing rallying on it for the last i don't know 10 12 years i i could pretty much drive it blindfolded so i know all kinds of access roads in and out of there but again there will be security personnel uh police cars uh, they're not taking this covid thing lightly and it's been one of the criteria of the government we must must make sure that we show the world that we do take seriously when it comes to large events and under COVID conditions. Ryan, I think it, it will be okay. It, it will be okay. Even with the super special on the, on the Thursday in Kasarani, that is a huge, huge area of, of, uh, spectators available to, to watch. And it's all going to be zoned off very well. Uh, I think, I think we're on the right foot for this one. Uh, you just so you just talked about the super special there. What what's the nature of it? Are we going to see cars side by side? Uh, is it twisty? Is it fast? What what can we expect to see? Yeah, so it's a brand new development. Uh, it was specifically developed for uh, Safari Rally under WRC status. So it's a twin track with a crossover. Um, it's on hard gravel, really nice, very twisty. Some seriously uh, long. I don't know. You guys call them crests. We call them brows into, into really tight hip in uh, left or right. And you can literally, you can see from every part of the, of the circuit, wherever, if, if you're on the northwest side of the circuit, you can literally see the car for, from start all the way till the end. It, it is quite something. And then the stages them, themselves. Um, what's the nature of the terrain? Are they, is it relatively Flatland? Um, is, is there any hilly terrain? What's it? What's it look like to the eye? Yeah. So uh, let me take you through each day. Uh, Friday stages. The very first one. It's 
brand new to rallying. We've never rallied. It's a private conservancy, uh, and the stage is called Chui Lodge. And the beginning several kilometers is through the narrowest forest track I've ever seen. And for me, if, if these boys don't, you know, behave, they're gonna, they're gonna bin it there. That's, it's, it's ping pong over there. Um, that stage is probably the only one that has little bit of altitude increments and, uh, uh, downhills. But apart from that, the entire rally is relatively flat, but very, very twisty in, in, in almost a lot of, a lot of it. Are you, are you counting down the days? Have you got, have you got a calendar in front of you, Raju? Is that, is that, is that what's happening now? Is the excitement level started to take hold just yet? Um, I'm actually, I'm finishing your podcast and my car is packed and I'm heading across to Naivasha from today. Wow. That's commitment. Well, we're not going to keep you any longer. Um, because we, we, we really do appreciate your time because we know how busy you are. So, um, it was just nice to be able to paint a picture because we can let Ryan talk about it until the cows come home. And he does normally, by the way. Um, <laughs> so it was quite nice to hear somebody else's voice tell us about the wonderful, uh, wonderful, wonderful events out there. And when we get a little bit closer to, to the classic, can you come back and talk to us about that as well? Yeah. So classic, that's, that's the one Ryan knows is, is close to me. It's been my, my favorite all time organizing rally i've ever experienced for me that is what's taking a toll on my on me personally you know wrc is a huge huge amount of personnel so there's you can delegate so much work with with the classic rally um, it's a totally different ball game i finish safari rally well sorry i finish wrc i come back for maybe 10 days and then i'm on roadbook definition for classic rally and that's going to take me two weeks so i'm on the road pretty much the whole month of july wow well i can recommend a really good rally podcast if you want (laughs) to if you want to while away the hours um There's a big back catalogue to go at. <laughs> Rajid, thank you so much for joining us, Absolute Rally. I wish you safe uh, safe travels, and uh, we will catch up with you very soon, okay? Tony, Ryan, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Folks, we'll be back after this break. Hi, everyone. This is John Desborough, commentator and presenter on the World Rally Championship. I'm hoping you've seen my debut novel, Breaking Point. If you haven't, check it out on eBay. It's a rollercoaster ride of deceit and blackmail from a golden age of the WRC. And like a good rally, it starts fast and gets faster. Breaking Point, by me, John Desborough, on eBay, now for $7.99. Welcome back to the final section of Absolute Rally, one of our own man of the people, man of McDonald's. Or soon to be man of McDonald's. I'm taking the mick, obviously. He is stood outside McDonald's, though. He is at an airport. He has just arrived in Poland. John Armstrong, welcome back to Absolute Rally. Hello, Tony, and hello to all the listeners. Uh, it's nice to be back on the show. And, uh, yeah, I am sat in an airport beside McDonald's right now. Yeah, so it's proper. You might hear all sorts of stuff going on in the background. It's proper. I love it. I love it. Just adds to the atmos. Adds to the atmos, John. Um, the reason why you're there, in case... Um, people don't know is that obviously everybody is assuming or everybody assumed that this year you'd be following um, the, the JWRC but there's another opportunity to come about it is around the European Rally Championship and we're in something a little bit different this weekend 
Yeah, that's it. We're um, going out in M Sport Poland's new Ford Fiesta Rally 3, uh, which is a brand new category of car, um, which is uh, sort of a, a, a step in between a Rally 4 and a Rally 2. Um, so it's four-wheel drive, but essentially it's got in around the same horsepower as a Rally 4. So, um, yeah, it's really interesting. You can hear an announcements in the background. They're announcing <laughs> the John Armstrong's here. arrival. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, well, we had Matt Check on. Um, it feels like a lifetime ago now, but probably three or four, maybe five months ago, telling us a little bit about this car when the, the, the press stuff happened. Um, for you, obviously, the opportunity to drive this car, how did it come about and, and, and what, 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 kind of, what, what kind of motivated you to go and try it? Well, I went to the the customer test day at the start of the year. I think it was in February in in Poland, and um, I was really impressed with the, with the car. It felt so good to drive, and uh, yeah, I guess ever since I was, uh, you know, I've been speaking to M Sport Poland um, about hiring one, you know, trying to do an event in one, and uh, yeah, this opportunity just came up. Um, to, to do the rally obviously uh you know had to to get the sponsorship to to go and do it and uh yeah i think all in all it's it's a really good opportunity to taste something new um there's going to be a lot of people watching the category this weekend because it's probably the first big international event where there's there's um you know five or six cars in the entry list and uh yeah it's it's going to be a really good uh See time for me too before Rally Estonia in, in the junior WRC. Of, of course, it's a it's a four wheel drive car, which is going to be a little bit different than driving the two wheel drive Rally Four in Estonia. But um, you know, the more mileage I can get uh, this year, the better. And uh, yeah, those fast roads that we have here in Poland and also in Estonia, they they do take a bit of getting used to, and you need to get as much experience as you can making pace notes on them. Um, but yeah, really excited for the weekend. It's going to be uh, something completely different, and uh, I think the main aim is is just to uh, enjoy it and see how we get on. You know, there's no real um, pressure to, to to put in any sort of um, big performance. But you know, once once you get into a nice rhythm, then uh, well, usually not too far away. But yeah, it's easier said than done. No pressure from M Sport, but how about pressure from Johnny Boy Armstrong? <laughs> where where are you where 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 are you looking? Are you trying to get this amongst the R fives? Is this is this is 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 this your secret plan to try and muscle one of these things into an R five situation or or what? Come on, John, you can tell it's me. So, it's just between it's so you hard. and me. It's so hard to know though, isn't it? Like because they haven't done that much so far. The Rally Three cars and uh, yeah, they are quite a bit down in power compared to. Uh, a rally two r5 car um because i think they have what 270 280 horsepower and and the rally three cars have about 215 i believe um so yeah we don't have the same power to play with but i think it will be really interesting to see what the times are like um the stages are quite fast in poland there's not that much technical section so that's probably actually a good thing for for um, the Rally 3 cars because there's less um, acceleration zones out of slow corners. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's. I still think we aren't, we aren't going to be beating our fives, but it's going to be more a case of 
how close can we get and can we potentially beat a few of the, the slower runners um of course there's still uh group n cars or rally r4 i think they're called i know i'm, I'm getting really confused now I with know, all these if terminologies confused how does the layman you know bear in mind <laughs> this is your life so to speak and mine to a point how, how, uh, well, yeah, how, how does it? I'm just looking. I'm just looking now, just to try and. I was trying to help you out, but even I was struggling then. Where I went, I need to find an Evo. Um, now, technically, there's an there Evo. There's a couple. Yeah. There's there's a few. Yeah, on a Subaru. Yeah, but they're running a historic class, the Subarus. <laughs> so you can't you can't say that. Just honestly, that. honestly, right? <laughs> HR HR two. Which I must, I thought was hate hormone replacement, to be honest with you. Uh, I'll take HRT, sorry. Um, HR2. So we look at it and we've got, uh, there's an open class Evo 10, which is running R4, which is obviously the upgrade to try and get Group N cars to Super 2000 level. Jesus, mm-hmm. this is just, this, you just opened a can of worms here, John. Um, so where are we now? So there's a, uh, an M15, which is running, I'll have to run an open class as well. Uh, there's an Evo 9, which is RC2, which is ERC2 class. Yeah, that's one that we'll be focusing on. Because yeah. um, I think the, the Rally 3 car, it's, it's aimed as a, a new Group N class um, of, of sorts. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how we get on against those guys to see... Um, if, if we're beating them, it would be really good for the promotion of the car. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an exciting formula. Um, and I think it's just going to be a lot of fun to drive because even when you come into some of the tighter corners, you would be able to get a bit of a slide on and, uh, that's, that's what we always like. <laughs> Doing some skids. Love it. Doing some skids. And looking at, obviously, you know, this, this came about, you know, very kind of quickly as it were. Uh, is this is this purely a one-off, John, um, for you? Because you know, obviously, there is focus on JWRC. We know just how big a drain JWRC can be. Is it is is this a place where you've got to be a little bit disciplined as well and go? It is what it is. We're going to enjoy it, but I've got to focus on JWRC. Yeah, at the minute, it's it's very much a one-off um, drive in, in the ERC, but. You know, it's it's so hard to say because things can uh, escalate very quickly. <laughs> um, <laughs> As this did. Yeah, yeah. So, but at, at the moment, it's it's a one-off, and yeah, we're focusing on um, JWRC, and uh, yeah, you know, it's been a little while since I've been in the European Championship. I think the last time uh, I was there was Azores 2015, um, which doesn't seem that long ago, but it is quite a bit. What six years? So it's a long time ago, John. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's remind me that I'm getting old. I think I'm actually too old to be in an ERC junior next year. So, uh, so yeah, definitely getting over the hill. I'm then, definitely but. too old next year to be an ERC <laughs> junior. Just to confirm, just to confirm. Um, the level of competition at ERC though is, uh, you know, it's. It, it's strong. I know you're kind of in a, almost an oddball class at the moment, but you know, the, the, there is a lot of there's a lot of good drivers there. There's a lot of good talent. So from a seat time point of view and comparing yourself, as you say, against maybe some of the, you know, some of the slower R5 cars, it's a good place to be. But obviously it, it's just seat time. is just, it's just gold at the moment, isn't it? Because we all know the restrictions that are going on the wheel. You know, just to be getting in a rally car is a miracle. It feels like right now. 
Yeah, 100%. And I, I feel so lucky to be able to go and do rallies like this at the moment. And uh, yeah, thanks to everyone who's helped me um, pull off this, this uh, one-off drive, as, as it would would be uh, uh, sort of thought of. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's just so nice to get out. And uh, yeah, like you said, there's so many um, strong competitors in the RC Championship. And uh, I think the events are a lot more compact than a WRC rally and less, less like an endurance event. So, um, maybe a bit more like a sprint that, uh, you have to be just going, going at it from the first stage. Um, cause it, it's a little bit strange. I'm, I'm used to doing two days of, of recce and then, uh, chill out, chill out that night, look over my videos and then have shakedown the following morning. But, uh, in, in rally Poland, we actually, we do a full day of recce. Then, the next day we do recce in the morning and then after that in the afternoon we go to the qualifying stage and that night we have stage one two in in the super special so it's a it's a bit different than what i'm used to um so yeah it's uh it's going to keep me on my toes i think it's going to be a very busy weekend so um yeah looking looking forward to it it fits in really well time wise as well doesn't it you look how far estonia is away it kind of gets you in that 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 mindset of rallying every month which I think is really important for anybody at any level. You know, that kind of consistency of, you know, you're going to be in a car pretty much every month now until the end of the year. Um, and, and this is what this, this gives really, doesn't it? You know, testing, testing is one thing, but if you can pull off a deal to go and do a rally in, in no matter what it is, that, that competition element and getting your brain to be in that competition element as opposed to a testing. Uh, kind of mindset I think is invaluable to you so um, we wish you the very best of luck big man thank we, you very much we wish and, you the very uh, best of luck we need to obviously hear all about it in a few weeks time um, but uh, yeah I just want you to stay shiny start, side up enjoy it uh, and make the most of the opportunity my friend thank you very much Tony and uh, yeah looking forward to it it's going to be a really interesting rally and uh, for sure we'll try and keep it shiny side up Good man, good man. Uh, folks, that has been Absolute Rally for this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you've not got involved yet in the Kielder competition, shame on you. We've had 15 entries so far. Um, we are going to be drawing uh, the grand finale on episode 10. So we've got another two episodes to get it in. Um, if you haven't got your entries in for it, get it in. Uh, John, have you had a look at the competition yet, by the way? I actually haven't. I, I am going to... Uh... You need to seek it out. When, when, when does it finish? Uh, in two weeks' time. Okay, I'll take a look after take a look, uh, I, get, I get back from Poland. Well, last time we had uh, Craig Breen and Yari Matty entered, which was bizarre. I just thought they were on. So they decided they wanted to enter as well. That was the, the one with the alloy wheels, yeah. the, the yeah, rims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Craig Breen got them all right. Yari Matty, I think, got one wrong because um, they're proper aficionados as well, you know. So, um, so yeah, so you could join that join that illustrious list of, of, of in inverted commas, famous drivers that have entered our competition. <laughs> there you go. Uh, folks, uh, do what John's going to do. Check it out after Poland this weekend. You can follow everything on Rally Poland. The app is there as well. Uh, obviously, the, the Julian Porter will be there covering it, which is a very, uh, a very familiar voice to you if you follow rallying along with uh, Chris Rawls. Uh, fantastic coverage from ERC. And uh, you can keep up to date with what John's up to. Absolute Rally. Powered by the Kielder Works team. Spread the word and download the podcast every week.